Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. I hope you're all faring well. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, and we are delighted for you to join us on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, shining love light into your hearts and homes to empower your life with love. We have a great show today, end of life decluttering and organizing the ultimate spring cleaning with Julie Carasio. It's so important to do what you love and what really matters. And at the end of life, what really matters is not what we bought, but what we built. Not what we got, but what we shared. Not our competence, but our character. And not our success, but our significance. Live a life that truly matters. Live a life of love. That's by an author that's unknown. In the end, only three things matter, according to Buddha. How much you loved, how gently you lived, and how gracefully you let go of things not meant for you. Decluttering and simplifying our lives is an opportunity to live a meaningful and purposeful life, make a mark on the world, and prevent chaos, discord, and confusion at the end of our life's journey. Our guest, Julie Carasio, has a wealth of knowledge and experience in the area of living a clutter-free life. Founder of Reawaken Your Brilliance, she's an award-winning professional life and end-of-life organizer and certified life coach. Julie is passionate about supporting people and clearing clutter in all areas of their lives, getting organized and becoming mindful and aware. Host of the popular self-help podcast, Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. She's the author of 10 books, including Got Clutter, 365 Journal Prompts, Reclaim Time, Money, Sanity, and resources. And now I am so pleased and honored to welcome Julie Carasio to our show today, End of Life Decluttering and Organizing, the ultimate spring cleaning. Welcome, Julie. Hey, Jean. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled that you're open to discuss this topic because I think it's so important. Yes, thank you so much. And I think in the discussion we had, I said, well, this kind, this is kind of a a topic that probably not uh, not a lot of people are ready for, and you were so adamant, but it needs to be discussed. <laughs> so I really appreciate your your uh, passion. And uh, can you just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what really inspired your work in this area? Well, so I've been in business since 2009. My business is Reawaken Your Brilliance. And as you shared, I'm passionate about supporting people and clearing clutter in all areas and how I got into end of life organizing was it's been gosh maybe four years ago my father sat us down with my brothers and said hey uh, this is this is the lawyer this is the accountant this is what you need to know I want the cheapest 
pine box when I die and, and uh, all other things. And one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about this is that people think, oh, I need to have a bunch of money to write a will or to worry about end of life. And that is so not true. And so after my father did that, I was like, wow, I'm really grateful because it's going to bring peace of mind when he goes. And then I can concentrate on grieving instead of worrying what's the passport or where's a safety deposit box key and adding additional stress in a time when I'm grieving. Yes. And Julie, Julie, you talk about clearing clutter and organizing, giving us that sense of clarity, calmness, control. And ultimately, it really is a form of self-care and caring for others. It It, it is uh, when we, we talk about be, when you begin end of life organizing, uh, why is it so important? And, uh, you know, it may be uncomfortable uh, in terms of preparation and planning. Um, tell us why this is so important. Absolutely. So I first want to start with a, a, a little story, because when we sat down with my father, I had assumed that this was okay, and this is going to include my mother. And my mother passed on August 9th, 2021. And my dad was like, oh, yeah, your mom didn't want to talk about this, so we didn't do anything. So I'm trying to grieve my mother. We're trying to make decisions such as she she didn't she want to be buried. Well, my dad's like, well, she uh, she we talked about cremation. I'm like, all right, well, that's what we're going to go with. But when, you know, and she had a long illness, and so having to deal with that, was really stressful, you know, at the back of our mind, or at least mine, oh, am I doing the right thing? And so when you plan for this, it gives everyone that you love peace of mind. And I believe it also gives you peace of mind as well. You know, we'll talk about more detail later. You know, you and I are have pets and are animal lovers, and I don't want my cats out on the street because I didn't plan for it. So it gives you peace of mind as well. I also believe and know that it allows your, hopefully, your wishes to be known and honored, you know, like we joke about my dad wanting the cheap pine box because that's how he's built, but I want to honor that. And, you know, he's written his obituary and he said, please don't change it. Okay. I want to honor your wishes. And I also believe it's important because it gets you to think about your legacy and that hopefully you want to leave the world a better place than when you entered. Mm, I love that. And we're going to talk more about that. And you made me think about when my grandmother passed away, who raised me, I, she, had gone to the funeral home, you know, made all the mm -hmm. preparations. And when I went to the funeral home after she passed, they said, oh, we remember her. She was just so excited about it. <laughs> and I was like, my goodness. And they said, yeah, we remember her. So, you know, it really, you know, touched my heart that it wasn't a lot of uh, planning or, you know, chaos mm -hmm. in terms of trying to figure out what to do and how to do it and to really honor her wishes. So, Julie, uh, we know life has a beginning and ending that we all have to face. And you're here to really <clears throat> shed light on why the organization and honoring our loved ones and not only them, but honoring our own wishes as we know that our lives journey will come to an end. But let's talk for a minute about the kinds of clutter and for how it impacts our life in terms of organizing the physical, emotional, mental, financial, all the clutter and baggage that you have to sort through in terms of trying to really organize your life and, you know, in, in, in just as you're living, right? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, I'll first share my definition of clutter because I'm, I'm very different from a lot of people. And so for me, clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve, and desire. And what I mean by that is clutter is what's not important. And so maybe you want to write the next great American novel. Maybe you want to be a sculptress. Maybe you want to be a teacher. And so if you have clutter, then that's going to impede you living your best life. And I really want to live in a world where we're all passionate. We're doing what brings us joy because society would look much different than it does now. And so one of the things is people tend to just think of clutter as a physical stuff. But if you've got a cluttered desk, that's affecting your mental ability, right? It's harder to be, have mental clarity when there's a bunch of stuff going on. And I also want people to see clutter in a bigger light. And what I mean by that is, oh, it's just a messy desk. Well, it's also perhaps a roadblock to you getting a promotion or that overstuffed closet has a relationship stop before it's had a chance to start or it causes a current fight if you're in a relationship. And so seeing that bigger picture and kind of expanding that out is a first step that I want people to think. And, you know, for me, you can have, as mentioned, we mentioned mental clutter, emotional clutter, right? Are you angry all the time? Are you someone that has a knee-jerk reaction and flips someone off in traffic all the time? It's not about the traffic. It's about you. So what are those obstacles that are are clutter in your life and how are you going to be aware of it and then take action to change it, right? Because if we don't change anything, we don't grow, we stay stagnant, and then we wake up and years have passed. Yes, yes. And you're surrounded with, like you, I love what you said, the emotional clutter, the mental clutter, hanging on to anger and negative emotions, uh, physical, clearing out out your closets, your desks, you know, making room for the new, making space Mm -hmm. for what you really want to do. Because, Julie, we expend so much energy doing stuff that really doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and, and when you talk about clarity, I'm just seeing like you're sorting through all the stuff trying to get to what's really important. And uh, I know when I was doing a lot of clearing at the end of the year, uh, giving away things, and sometimes I would say, oh, but you might need it. And I'm like, okay, put it out, put it, bag it up, and don't look back. <laughs> You know, Right. So how often do we have, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I can't tell you there are countless people who say, oh, I might need it someday. Yeah. Okay. You haven't used it. How long has it been? Eight years. Okay. So what I like to say to that is, can you trust that you'll get what you need when you need it? Right. Mm-hmm. And yes. that, okay, if I let that go, whatever, and it's not just the physical stuff, whether it's a relationship, whether it is money, that that is going to come to you in life when you need it. And, you know, for the physical stuff, think outside the box. Can you rent it? Can you borrow it from a neighbor? Maybe you do some bartering, right? If you're yes. like, well, I don't know if I'm ready to let that go. Know that there are opportunities and there are ways that you can can handle it and trust that you'll be able to do that. You know, and I, as I was doing that, I said, well, it's going to serve someone else, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it wasn't junk. It was like, okay, something that can be a benefit to someone else, whether it was a furniture item or clothing mm-hmm. or whatever. It was like, it's going to serve someone and I can find joy in knowing that, you know, I'm giving to a, 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 a higher cause, you know, not just clearing out junk, but really serving in another way. 
I love that you mentioned that because one of the things people are struggling to let go of clothes, like, oh, you know, I paid whatever for that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. give it to a shelter for victims of domestic violence, because many times they leave with just the clothes on their backs or maybe one small suitcase. And you are going to be making a difference in someone's life and helping save them and their family. And, and, and Julie, you feel so much better when you look around mm-hmm. and you have the space that's clear. And it's like, okay, I'm making way for something new and yes. better. You know, mm-hmm. I've, uh, things are outworn, you know, right? It, it lived, mm-hmm. it, it, you, you had these things during a particular point in time and it served its purpose. Let go and yes. open up for new energy. Julie, let's, when we talk about the emotional and mental clutter and, you know, I think about being forgiving in your heart, being grateful for the mm-hmm. life you're living, being grateful for those, even if they passed on, uh, for perhaps the support. And let's talk about those who perhaps were not as supportive, but they taught you valuable lessons. So well, in your heart, you know, have I think it's making peace with yourself. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts about that in terms of emotional and mental clutter and anger and all that stuff that we hang on to? Well, I think that's great. And I want to have mention a couple of things. So in my office, I have a sign that says, do you want to be right or do you want to have peace? <laughs> and so I'm not at the point that I'm fully evolved that I still need that sign. But it's one of those things, you know, the example I would use is I'm always amazed at social media and the amount of effort that people expend on really, is this important? Is this the hill you want to die on? Like, do you really want to get bent out of shape about a, a, a video on decluttering? I mean, it's your choice, but you know, perhaps you have other interests that might benefit from your time. And the other thing that I want to say is I love, uh, talking about an open heart and letting go. Cause I, I just talked about forgiveness. So I'm doing some spring cleaning tips and these little reels. And, but I want, I'm like, I need to add a caveat. I'm going to do another little video. And when we forgive, that's about for us. Cause forgiveness frees us. Yes. Yes. And, but forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting how you were treated or allowing people to treat you poorly. And we can release stuff and let go of stuff, but that doesn't mean, accepting bad behavior. And I, I just really want to emphasize that uh, someone had mentioned something about having to forgive their parents. And I was like, you know, good for you. That can be really challenging. And you can forgive your parent or someone else, but that doesn't mean they need to be in your life. That's a good self-care to take care of yourself and have boundaries and uh, not allow yourself to be treated poorly. Thank you so much for bringing that up because as we talk about spiritual baggage, you know, mm-hmm. and that opportunity for forgiveness is really freedom for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I love what you're saying. It's not that you have to accept people back into your life or whatever, because there's a time to let go the seasons of our lives, right? Yes. And there's a time when people were in your life for a cause or for uh, to teach you a lesson. And I mm-hmm. think for me, what I'm really reflecting on is that perhaps that wasn't a great relationship, but now I'm trying to sort through how am I better as a result of that? Mm-hmm. And I have a spiritual friend and she always say, thank everyone, you know, thank them for where you are and where you have come. And I was like, okay, that takes work. But, you know, in practice, it makes so much sense because it's it's freedom for you. Freedom. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it's about. It's being able to be free and to let stuff go. But, you know, I found that 
boundaries get a bad rap. And I don't think that that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's not fair because we, and I know that I still struggle with this. Like I'm trying to be like very gentle with boundaries because you can say things in a loving and compassionate way that are still strong. Right. Yes. And, you know, anger has taught me uh, that I need to speak up and have better boundaries. I try not to look at an emotion as being good or bad, because if women hadn't gotten angry that we couldn't vote, then you and I wouldn't be voting today. Right. Yes. They got angry yes. enough to make change. So I'm going to encourage you don't view an emotion as good or bad. How, what can you learn for it, from it? How can it help you heal and how can you move forward? Exactly. What will you do with this emotion? Because we all experience a plethora mm-hmm. of emotions, negative and positive. But of course, if I'm in anger, I don't like that emotion. <laughs> and I have to do a little reflection to see, okay, what's going on? How can I move beyond this? And sometimes you have to sit with it and kind of dissect it uh, because it's the reality of how you're feeling. And Uh, As you indicated, you can't neglect your feelings and then even setting boundaries. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's part of kind of clearing, too, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, it absolutely is. And, you know, it's important if we don't feel it, then it tends to stay within us. You know, everything's energy. So whether you believe that from a physics perspective or a spiritual perspective, if we don't express our anger, then it's going to stay somewhere in our body. And, you know, there are healthy ways like get I punch a bag, right? Mm-hmm. Scream into a pillow. And then it's like when a kid has a temper tantrum, right? You're like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, the parents are mortified. Kids are awesome. They know exactly. I'm angry. And you know what? They get it out and it's done. When we grow up and grow old and become adults, we tend to hold all that stuff in where the kids are like, I'm angry. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Blam. And it's done. And they're present again. And why do we do that? A lot of times we do it because we uh, as a people pleaser or mm-hmm. not wanting to hang on to a relationship and you're being treated badly, you know, and then you're internalizing all of those negative feelings. And as you indicated, what you resist will will uh, continue to grow and come out in other areas and it, we become unhealthy. And like you indicated, you know, find ways to, you know, release a mm-hmm. uh, uh, walking or uh, uh, screaming or whatever you have to do to, to you know, really let that emotion go. But Julie, I think we're up for a brief commercial break. <laughs> uh, so for our listeners, stay tuned for more on end of life decluttering and organizing the ultimate spring cleaning with our amazing guest, Julie Carasio, founder of Reawakening Your Brilliance, award-winning professional life and end-of-life organizer and certified life coach. Julie is the author of many books, including Got Clutter, 365 Journal Prompts, Reclaim, Time, Money, Sanity, and Resources. And in our next segment, I think Julie's going to take us through some prompts. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. 
Jean Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at Dr. Jean Marie Farish consciousloving.com that's dr jean marie farish dash consciousloving.com or click the link on the love light show page best-selling authors international news honors best-selling authors around the globe dr jean marie farish is featured in the newly released issue of published magazine to have first access to this treasured resource go to publishedmagazine.com Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. Dr. Jean Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender, but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascension Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us, wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. 
Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light, living in the spirit of love. And if you're just joining us, we are with our amazing guest, Julie Carasio, founder of Reawakening Your Brilliance, award-winning professional life and end-of-life organizer and certified life coach. Julie is the author of many books, including Got Clutter, 365 Journal Prompts, Reclaim Time, Money, Sanity, and Resources. On our show today, End of Life, Decluttering and Organizing, The Ultimate Spring Cleaning. Julie, we talked about the different types of clutter, but can you really expound on financial clutter? Because end of life, that can be a train wreck. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> a, a big time train wreck. So for me, financial clutter are things like getting into debt, having credit card debt. And think about all the clutter that that causes. It causes mental clutter, health clutter, because you're so stressed out. And so, or spending money on things that you don't want, planning for retirement. And when we bring that into end of life, literally yesterday, I belonged to a caregivers group and someone's like, I'm caring for my mother-in-law. She refused to get a physical and so we couldn't get uh, long-term insurance or whatever. And so now we're looking at paying five figures mm-hmm. to get her into a home. And mm-hmm. people, I don't think, are aware of if you get ill, how are you going to pay for that? Yes. You know, I mean, that's a huge thing. And that's, I mean, that's another thing. When you plan, you take that burden away from your family. I mean, we're fortunate that my dad planned for that. We were able to have help. They had their bathroom modified for a wheelchair, which was unbelievably helpful. And so that creates burdens for other. And, you know, and who wants to be ill or, you know, maybe if you suffered a stroke and have bad care, right? None of us want that. Yes, yes. So it's really planning Mm -hmm. uh, during those, because you never know when you're going to get sick or ill or whatever, what your needs may be. But what you're saying, if you look at the, the financial aspect of it, maybe get your, get rid of the debt. Look at what you're really buying. Do I really need this, right? Yes. And t- talk about wills. You know, I mean, uh, uh, that's kind of part of uh, what planning as well, right? And it may not be a good subject for people to really entertain, but what are your thoughts about that? I think it's really important to have will. Prince is an example. I think maybe finally that estate was settled. But, you know, when it goes interstate, I believe is a term when a will is not settled. So I don't know about Eugene, but I've played my taxes. I don't want any of my hard earned money going to the government. I want it to go into causes that I believe in and people that I love. And then it's I don't think Aretha Franklin's will is still settled. I mean, there are and neither people with lots of money and who are famous. And so if you die without a will, again, I go back to peace of mind, creating a difficulties for your loved one. And it, you, when you do that, then you write out the wishes that you want known. And I'll use an example. So in our neighborhood, we had a woman and so we have a little foundation and she was like, I'm going to leave the, the plot of land 
we have we're great. We have a little tennis court. She's like, I'm going to leave the plot of land to the foundation so we can use it for community gathering. Well, it wasn't in the will. And so her heirs mm-hmm. overrode her wishes and sold it. So it's the Harry Potter house. It's two and a half. And uh, what they wanted that she wanted a will because it, you know, wasn't in a will to say this is legally binding and what you have to do. Her wishes weren't honored. You know, there are other things that a will is super important, uh, but also a health care mm-hmm. will, a medical power of attorney. Who is going to do your wishes if you become incapacitated? Like, I don't want to be a vegetable. It, don't, pull the plug. I don't want to. I'm not interested in being in a coma, especially if I'm super old. I'm like, uh, life was good. Just I don't want to be in a state like that. And so you need to make sure that your wishes are spelled out. Like my mother had a post uh or, or no, I'm sorry, a DNR, do not resuscitate. It was bright neon green that was on the refrigerator. So if she were to have a heart attack, they were to let her die. And so it's about preparing and planning for all of that. You know, to bring it back to the finances, if, you know, again, if someone's like, I don't want that, well, you're going to have to cover those medical expenses, right? And we all know that spending time in the hospital isn't cheap. So these are things, that's why it's worth taking the time to really think about it and plan through what you desire. And Julie, I think it's also important to have the discussion with your loved ones, Mm -hmm. you know, because Mm -hmm. let's say you want to donate your body to science or you don't want a huge funeral or you Mm -hmm. have special wish. Maybe you want cremation and maybe other family members don't like that idea. Uh, So it would be nice to have that conversation. A thousand percent. And that brings up a couple points that I'd like to share. One, when you have these conversations, there's literally a group, I believe it's called Conversations with Death. Like, at least in America, I feel that we're afraid of death, right? My theory is plastic surgery is a way to stave off death. You know, we keep getting more plastic surgery thinking that mm-hmm. it's going to allow us to live longer. But it's about opening that up and being like, we're all going to die. So yes. instead of fearing it, how can we bring that into everyday and normal conversation. Um, And the other thing is making your wishes known, having so there's no hard feelings. Like if you have, say, someone who's unfortunately a drug addict, then you can say in the will, if you don't want to have the conversation, though, I'm always a big fan of talking about things. You know what? I'm not leaving you anything because because it's just going to go to drugs. Or I've left you some money that's going to be overseen by a trustee because you haven't proven to be financial. I think one of the worst things would be to not have a conversation or not explain things explicitly at a will, and you leave someone wondering. Yes. Well, what's this about, right? Yes. Yes. And I think that's very important. You know, we talked, uh, one of the topics that you need to think about also sensitive, what I consider sensitive things. For instance, someone you might not want them to know they were adopted. I've seen that before. Like, you know, when you have adoption papers when you adopt someone. So there are things, you know, we've talked about sometimes family secrets come out and it would be better if there was a conversation or at least an explanation in a will. So again, people aren't hurt and upset uh, when having to deal with that when someone's gone. Yes. And those things become exposed, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and can really prevent uh, present a lot of chaos and disharmony. So, you know, and I know secrets can be generational. <laughs> yes. Uh, but somehow they kind of come out. And uh, perhaps as you're doing your end of life planning or whatever, you may think about some things that need to be shared and discussed. Right? Absolutely. Again, you know, we'll, with this, 
you can leave with a clean slate. You know, hard feelings for other people, no resentments. And, you know, it's kind of like I always feel when I ended a relationship until I got married. Can I leave this on the best terms possible so that I have closure, the other person has closure, and then that'll open me up to a better relationship? And it's kind of like, you know, my personal belief, you know, it's it's going to get tied up at some point or you're going to continue in this karmic circle. So how can we leave everyone in the best possible way? Yes, that's so important. And you know, I love what you were saying earlier because, uh, you know, in our country, we seem to want to, we value a physical appearance mm-hmm. and a youthfulness. And I know when I spent time in the Orient, uh, elders were cherished and honored. Mm-hmm. And it was really kind of a wake-up call. Uh, and, you know, I, when I wrote, I wrote two articles uh living well and growing old gracefully (laughs) Mm -hmm, and and also loving and caring for yourself is loving and caring for others it's like if i want to uh uh you know be uh at my optimum uh and i want to be uh at my optimum level of health I want to take care of myself to not be a burden on others. And I know that there are unexpected things that happen, but how can today I take care of myself mm-hmm. better so that I won't be a burden to my loved ones, you know? And yeah. it is caring for others when you care for yourself. A thousand percent. You know, one of my big motivating factors was, so I've lost weight, I'm doing a whole new exercise program. I've made not even eating better, but lifestyle changes. And I started that last year. And it's because I'm like, one, I don't want to not only to be a burden to others, but I don't want to be in a wheelchair when I go to the grocery store. You know, that goes back to quality of life. There's a great book called Being Mortal, and it's, it's on my website. And it's a a tool, someone I believe is how you say his name. And it's a great book that I think everyone should read because he, he's a physician and he talked about the end of life process with his father and all these things that we do to stay alive. But we seem to think it's better to be horribly, uh, have a horrible quality life than to have a good quality of life. It's like, you know, my mom, unfortunately, she, you know, all these things happened and uh, she got sick during COVID and then, you know, the, uh, she had a heart attack, she had a stroke and then she got aphasia. And the last thing when she, they wanted her to have a heart healthy diet and she's like, I'm done. Right. I've, you've taken all I'm social. She couldn't go everything. All her pleasures in life were taken away. And, you know, she'd made, she's like, I want to die. Mm-hmm. And, and I think on one, that was really hard to hear. Yeah. And on the other hand, it's like, okay, then we're not we're going to put that do not resuscitate. We're not going to go to extraordinary measures to have her kept of, of alive when she's in a coma or when her quality of life is so poor. And I think those are conversations that we need to start having as well. Because at mm. what point is death better than, than horrible life? Yes, uh, that's a very good point. I think ultimately, <laughs> as we talk about ultimate spring cleaning, Julie, Mm-hmm. To be he- as healthy as possible, look after your health, to be comfortable, to live with ease, to be peaceful, and to be free. Kind of a formula for, you know, organizing and planning your life in this present moment. A thousand percent. And, you know, take the time to figure out, like, what do you want for your end of life ceremony? Hmm. You know, did you want to, I tell this story, she was like a second mother to me. And so towards the end of her life, 
Sybil, they wheeled her out uh, in, in a hospital bed so she could see her garden. And she was very, uh, very religious, and she had a great women's group, and they came and sang to her. And so she had made all these little things that she wanted, and so when she went on to the next adventure, you know, that had been planned. She had me help write her little program and get artwork for it. And so when she was ready, like, all these things were taken care of, and it's what she wanted. And so there, think about end of life. Your physical stuff, that's another thing. You know, kids today especially, people think, oh, they want all this stuff, and they don't. They move around more. They are more into downsizing and simpler living. And so what if if you have a house full of stuff, where is that going to go? Who's going to take care of that? You know, these are definitely things that you want to think about. And you may think it's valuable, but to them, mm-hmm. it's, it's not. So uh, uh, one question, does end-of-life organization help deal with grief? You know what? I think that's an outstanding question. I'm going to say yes and no, because I think on one hand, if you, it can serve the distraction, you know, if you need a break. I know after my mother died, I really grieved for a a year and I started playing tennis. And when I played tennis, that was the only moment that I wasn't thinking about my mother because I had just started and had, and had to pay attention. And so on one hand, it can be a distraction for you and a break from your grief. On the other hand, it can become a huge burden because you're like, oh my gosh, especially if it's when someone's died and you're having to deal with that. I think that it can also help for like, okay, these, you know, I don't want to die. I don't want to go, but I have taken care of this. It's one less thing for me to worry about. And it's one less thing for the people I love to worry about. So I think that would be very uh, individual. Mm, Yes. And I know you can be overwhelmed with emotion but mm-hmm. if you have a lot of this other excess clutter, that's going to compound the problem, right? Yeah. And I mean, someone has to mm-hmm. deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's so who's going to take it out. That costs money. You know, I had had a neighbor that uh, her her father was a hoarder. It took 18 months for her to clean that out. She had help with someone. But I mean, that's 18 months of her life dealing with all of that stuff. I mean, so that's taking away from your social activities. Maybe you can't exercise that day, but it's also a burden mentally, right? Because it's not done. And during that time, you're paying taxes on the house, you're paying heat, you're paying water, you know, that's also a financial burden. So many things to consider. And uh, I think we're going to be up for a break. And we really want to hear some of those prompts. (laughs) So maybe when we come back from our break, we can uh, maybe Uh, You can take us through some prompts. And can you, before we go on break, tell us why you uh, use these prompts. What's what's the benefit? Because it gets you to think. It gets Mm -hmm. you to take pen to paper, right? Mm -hmm. And really think through things. And then what I like to do with the prompt is I say, write it, write it, write it, write it. And then when you have a moment, go back and pull out what's more important. I'm really a, a believer of kind of, free-flowing, just whatever comes in, just write it down, and then go back and say, ah, you know, out of everything that I wrote, this is what's most significant. Mm. And when you pick that out, then you know, okay, this is what's most important, and that's what I can focus on and move forward. Mm, Perfect, perfect. So we'll hear some of those prompts after, we'll let you take us through some of those prompts after our, our break. So for our listeners, don't go away. Stay tuned for more on this 
wonderful topic <laughs> with Julie Carasio, founder of Reawakening Your Brilliance, award-winning professional life and end-of-life organizer and certified life coach, author of many books, including Got Clutter, 365 Journal Prompts, uh, Reclaim Time, Money, Sanity, and Resources on our show today, End of Life, Decluttering and Organizing, the Ultimate Spring Cleaning. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Vicki Winterton and Dr. Jean Marie Farish have compiled a dynamic book, We're All In This Together, Embrace One Another, an anthology with 24 highly diverse co-authors who share how to spread the message of love, resilience, inclusivity, and compassion. This book is an invaluable source of uplifting, inspiring, and positive insights for spreading positivity in the world. We're all in this together. Embrace One Another is available on Amazon.com. Be sure to get your copy today. I'm Judy Satori. I'm a spiritual channel and activator of human potential. You might have heard me speaking on The Voice of America on Dr. Jean Farish's show, Love Light, because I've been speaking about the challenges that are besetting all of us right now and how we can surrender, but also keep on going. I want to invite you to join my new Facebook group that is devoted to heart-centered connection and unity. Through this Facebook group, you can also join my free access question and answer session with Spirit on the first Wednesday to Thursday of every month. Just search Ascent Community on Facebook to join the group. In this session, I answer questions and transmit energy from Spirit to give you guidance and support. Because life on planet Earth ain't easy right now. And there is so much help from above, from beings of love and light, from multidimensional realities who are actually here with us wanting to step up and support us. I welcome you to become part of our ongoing group conversation about evolutionary change and how it's affecting us as human beings and affecting our life today. Many blessings to you. You can find out more about me and my work at www.ascensionlibrary.org. Have a wonderful day. Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is proud to announce the release of her new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being, available now at Balboa Press. This book will help you master your life and flourish in love. You'll learn how to become a better and more evolved you. Feel good by making life-affirming choices. Deepen your feelings and expressions of love. Tune in love and sustain the change and flourish in love and find your joy. Visit BalboaPress.com and search for Living in the Spirit of Love and enjoy Dr. Farish's new book today. Announcing Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations. This is the companion piece to Dr. Farish's best-selling book, Living in the Spirit of Love, Our Natural State of Being. Through the new book, we invite you to cultivate a lifestyle of love through daily devotional practices over a 21-day period following nine ingredients in the recipe of love. Love Mastery Devotion Journal, 21-Day Weekly Prompts and Affirmations is available on Amazon.com and Balboa Press. Best-selling authors international, news honors best-selling authors around the globe. 
Dr. Jean-Marie Farish is featured in the newly released issue of Published Magazine. To have first access to this treasured resource, go to PublishedMagazine.com. Jean-Marie Farish's Center for Conscious Loving, LLC, cultivates a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through personal growth, altruistic services, and speaking engagements. Resources include classes, workshops, life care coaching, and creative service projects with an emphasis on cultural arts. Visit the website at drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. That's drjeanmariefarish-consciousloving.com. Com, or click the link on the Love Light show page. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to Love Light Living in the Spirit of Love. And if you're just joining us, we are with Julie Carasio, founder of Reawakening Your Brilliance. She's an award-winning professional life and end-of-life organizer and certified life coach, author of Got Clutter, 365 Journal Prompts, Reclaim Time, Money, Sanity, and Resources. And Julie, we're going to jump right in with your prompts. <laughs> Excellent. Outstanding. So as I mentioned before break, what I encourage you to do, and I, I'm going to talk about the prompt and, and maybe give you some things to think about, but do this when you're uninterrupted, can sit and think quietly. And then, as I mentioned, write out your answers. And then at a later time, go back and highlight what's important. So the first prompt is, what do I want my legacy to be? And it's not just, it can be legacy to your family, it can be legacy to community, your neighbors, whatever it is for you. And remember, there aren't any right or wrong answers to this. The goal of this is to start you thinking about end of life planning and organizing and how you want to leave the world a better place. And so one thing I discovered when doing this is I want to create a cat sanctuary. And that is my big goal. I think it's going to take a decade. So I'm starting to investigate now. So I want you to ask yourself, what do I want my legacy to be? Another prompt what do I want my family, and this again can be neighbors, community, the world, depending on who you are, to know or remember about me? <laughs> and one of the things that I always like about these questions is it's interesting. And I kind of liken it to when working with kids because, you know, parents will want to say I have all these memories. And I'm always like, get your kids involved because you might be surprised at what they want you to share in your holiday newsletter or what they want you to save. And so think about that. What is most important for your family, community, et cetera, to know and remember about you? Mm -hmm. And there's a great, I want to just to give as a resource, Gene, if it's okay. Sure. There's something called StoryCorps, which is S-T-O-R-Y-C-O-R-P-S, but they do things where you can record stories. And so if you Google that, you'll be able to find out more information, but that might be something as a resource that people would enjoy. Uh, the third prompt I'd like to share is what family history 
is important to share. You know, like one of my family history that's gotten passed down was there was a fire and everything burned to the ground except the great, great grandparent saved a clock, a little mantle clock. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. It wouldn't have been my choice, but you know, the story behind that, why did they want to save that clock mm-hmm. or, you know, they're different interesting things. And, you know, I've always, it goes back to StoryCorps for a little bit, write all that stuff down, write all those stories. Like I have an email file, like my aunts or dad will share a story and I'm like, oh, and so disorganized. I'm like, bam, I've created a folder so I can remember all these great stories. Okay. Number four, what unfinished business do I have? You know, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you want tidied up? What would be important for you to be, like I mentioned earlier, I want a clean slate. I want to go out with as, as much as that as humanly possible. So what unfinished business do I have? And it might be personal. It might be in your career. But what's your unfinished business? And then finally, a fifth prompt, and we can talk about these more if you want, is who do I need to forgive? Now, again, you know, forgiveness is a process. If you write this down today, then maybe in a year you can forgive someone. And, you know, I don't, things can be really intense and you just can't expect to wake up 24 hours later and forgive. So don't beat yourself up if that is a situation, but just become really aware of that. And you know what? I don't believe that it's a requirement to have a clean slate to forgive. It's always something that I like to share. You know, I'll be honest, I'll share when my mother was dying she was estranged from her sister. And I said, you know, do you want me to try to find Edie and, and have a conversation? She was like, no. And I don't think my mom was wrong for that. She mm-hmm. had to do what was best for her. And, you know, even if we forgive, as I mentioned earlier, it doesn't mean that we condone behavior or that being in touch with them again. But if you can, as you mentioned, Jean, have your heart open and your heart light, that supports you yes. most importantly. Julie, those are excellent prompts, and we do invite our listeners to tune back in and hear this, these prompts and share them. Share this show with others. Uh, take inventory of your life. What is it that you need to hold on, what you need to let go of? And I love what you said, Julie, about leaving your legacy, right? <laughs> uh, that's so important. How do you want to be remembered? And, and you know, you gave that great quote, at the beginning, and I don't know if I'd ever heard about the Buddha, what leave the uh, leave as much love and live simply, simply and one other thing. And so that's to me ties into that. Like, what's my legacy? How do I, and I would even maybe even reframe it a little bit and say, you know, how do I want to leave the world in a better place? Mm, because yes. to me, that's motivating. And again, I want people to understand it's not all about money. I think, and sadly, in American culture, we put way too much emphasis on that. Did you create a butterfly garden and help save the monarchs? You know, that to me is worth more than a hundred grand. And so what are those things that you're doing? And I want people to recognize the way they're making a difference now. Mm -hmm. Yes. And each day you create your legacy. And then I think even thinking about it, you look at, well, what's important, really? And I want to share that it's never too late to begin again. You know, because some people think, gosh, I'm at the end of my life or I'm at, hey, years have passed. It's it's just not worth it now. I don't have the time. But 
each day is an opportunity to begin again. It really is. You know, I started my business at 40. I wrote my first book at 50. It is never, ever too late for anything. Right, right. Julie, how do you work with others? How can people connect with you and and work with you? Sure. So (laughs) Reawaken Your Brilliance is my website, and it's got all my good information there. And I just want to share, you know, if you're starting your decluttering journey, you can sign up for my free newsletter. And I've got 10 steps for you to declutter your life right now, 10 different areas, finance, holiday, relationships, all that good stuff. And bam, take action that you can do. I work with people virtually. One of the great things about COVID and technology. uh, So I'm able to do that. So it's about ending, you know, end of life organizing or decluttering. uh, And then obviously life coaching. And my other passion is working with solopreneurs and doing some coaching there uh, to support people in clearing their clutter so they can be happy and create the life that they desire. Yes. What has been your attitude uh, working with people? And I, and I know that's kind of a general question, but uh, I can imagine that after people spend time with you, they don't look at life the same way. They don't view death the same way, perhaps. What's, what's your thoughts? Uh, I think one of the greatest gifts that I get are seeing when people have peace of mind, they reduce their stress. They see their light. They see their brilliance. So, you know, before, especially people in society can really put us down or cloud that vision and they reawaken that and they see that and they know, you know what? I am worthy. It doesn't matter if I was told all my life that I wasn't. I am. And that's the truth. It's not someone else's truth that I've unfortunately absorbed. And so I think for me, those are what really excite me and You know, I think that it's important for people to understand that they are really stronger, most of us, than we give ourselves credit for, and realize and understand that. And, you know, Gene, when people do that, when they heal, they show people that it's possible. They are giving people permission to heal and move forward as well. They say, you know what, I did it and you can too. And then that sets off a chain. You see someone did that, then so on and so on, kind of like the Breck hair commercial, right? And then that's how we create change and create a revolution. Yes, <clears throat> that's so powerful. And, you know, even the issue of uh, unworthiness, <clears throat> you know, people spend their lives feeling uh, that they're unworthy and believing it and living it out. And any thoughts about that uh, as we move toward our closing, uh, feeling like you're, you're not worthy or your life it has no meaning. Anything people can do today to make to start making a difference. Well, first of all, I say this a lot, and and I truly believe it. I figure, feel like we're either coming from love or hate, and I kind of define love or the hate part more as feeling not good enough, feeling not worthy, feeling not loved. Because you know, jealousy, for example, comes from one of those. So you need to understand that no matter what. And I don't like to use the word mistake unless you do something again and again and again, but that it's not a mistake, it's a lesson learned. And so, I, you know, release all those messages that other people told you that you weren't worthy or whatever. And that's where you got to dig deep and do the work and release all of that and know, you know what, I deserve to be happy. And so one step that you can take is, okay, what can I do? How can I clear clutter in my life today in any area? And that builds and that allows you to move forward. Okay. And how can listeners connect with you and get your free giveaway? 
They can go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com. I've got my social handles, how you can work with me. Mm-hmm. I've got a free blog. And okay. you sign up for the newsletter. I'll pick someone. You put love and light. So I know you listen to Gene's show, and I'll do a book giveaway. I send you all, you pick what book you want. Oh, excellent. Very nicely done. And thank you, Julie, for being here today on this empowering topic, uh, making it a little bit lighter, more and more appealing. So we invite listeners to connect with Julie to go deeper and listen on demand and share our show with others. You really want to hear those journal prompts. Thank you so much, Julie. Thanks for having me. Okay. Well, strengthen and embody the practice of love in your daily life by accessing your weekly love practice posted on the blog pages of my website, JeanFerrisJourney.com or DrJeanMarieFerrisConsciousLoving.com. Uh, tune in next week for our show, How Leaders Can Build Confidence and Become Empowered with Monique Deneu. Much gratitude to the Voice America team for making this show a reality and for shining their light around the world. Uh, so much time is spent hoping and waiting for a better day. Take time now. Bronnie Ware spent many years helping those who were dying and compiled the list of five most common regrets express- expressed by the people she cared for. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And I wish that I had let myself be happier. How many dreams are unfulfilled? Let's not look back upon our lives with regrets. Happiness is a choice. Let it be so. I'm Dr. Jean Marie, your Love Light host, coming to you from Voice America. And until we meet again, remember, an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.